Uh, oh, man, I'm muting. I'm muting you guys' server Discord right now because you guys are so popular. Everyone's I know everybody is so excited. Nice. Well, I just Dude, stayed pro on. Pro tip: the... I muted our server Discord a long time ago. <laughs> I know because I'm more active than you, motherfucker. <laughs> Most <laughs> Claire is more active, and, and then Claire you are, just and got and here. She just provided so much delightful content. <laughs> She made your podcast better, and then she made your Discord better. Oh, speaking See, of Claire, as of today, I officially put that uh, the uh, flat design Saturn devouring his son as a sticker on the back of my laptop. Oh, I just, nice. I got that. Shit. Super nice. cool. That's awesome. Shout outs to Redbubble for sponsoring this podcast. And as of today, I listened to the first half of that episode. <laughs> oh, God. I'm very upset to learn that I am the Josiah of my podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's Zach's thing. This is. I'm so sorry. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> Zach does the editing, though. So that oh, has to count okay. something. Maybe, maybe we should formally say what's happening this episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you guys do, like, a formal intro, or do you guys just roll? I feel like it's constantly sort of just like, hey, we're here now. Yeah, it just kind of fades in mid Hear me out. What if we don't explain what we're doing, and we just let people figure it out? Okay. Mm. I, for mm-hmm. one, trust our listeners. Okay, all right. I don't trust I, any listeners. I definitely, they are an untrustworthy like, I definitely people. wouldn't trust our listeners. See, I like the idea of just podcast, jumping into it and not, not explaining it, but, like, Josiah having <laughs> you act totally oblivious. Oh, yeah. And Michael, just having you act like this is what yeah. we do. Like this is this is it. Yeah, yeah. I am the very legal of very legal, very cool. That's, that's right. Exactly. That. And I'm the very cool. <laughs> that's that right. Bullshit. Undeniably <laughs> the case. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Actually, just when... I, <clears throat> I like Michael as a host better. Already. <laughs> Son of a Could you like keep happen. editing? But could we like replace you? <laughs> This starts as a bit for one episode, and then now it's a coup. <laughs> this is this is absolutely the like, hey, someone's just coming in to get a little training. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I like the I'm coup gonna side of to it too, because train your replacement here. <laughs> Michael's Michael's icon is the shitty Christians, like red hammer and sickle. So I really like it's like this communist vanguard, like seizing <laughs> control of the of the podcast. I am I'm currently tanking this podcast. <laughs> Seizing the meat, <laughs> <of> <laughs> ousting the more like dem socky guy, and just right. being like, "No, we're going all in, <laughs> Stalinist revolution, baby." <laughs> the bourgeois Josiah. The bourgeois. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, Michael, my co-host, who has always been my co-host. Let's Hello, get the ball Jared, rolling. my close personal friend from middle school. Thank you, close personal friend from middle school who I've kept contact with over the last 13 or 14 years. That's right. Man, I've secretly been in love with for a decade, but, you know, created a podcast in order to give myself a pretense to continue interacting with you. Okay, Michael, whose love I recognized long ago but chose to ignore. (laughs) You pod zoned me. God damn it. This is so fucked up. You wait until we get to the, you know, anti-Semitic bits. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I googled some jokes on the internet. Uh, I'm sure this is going to go well. <laughs> we found this I, site called 4chan. I was, I was last episode a tad nervous about the ads. I was, I was worried some people would try to cancel us, you, but nobody you did. You were worried that people would be upset about our Aryan Nation ad? 
Yeah, I was. <laughs> uh, no one tried to cancel you. We just brought in a new host this week. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, I think it wasn't just doing an Aryan Nation one. It was doing a back-to-back Aryan Nation ad and then a Nation of Islam ad. I think that was what might have been too far. <laughs> you got to... <laughs> You got to hit the big ones. Mm-hmm. Wait, am I going to get canceled for being on this podcast? What's happening? <laughs> yeah, we kind of infect. <laughs> you, you knew that going in, right? That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> You've listened to this podcast before. I have, in fact, listened to this podcast before. That's cool. Because I'm the host. Yes. That's correct. And you Not only are you too. the host, but you also do all the editing. That is true. I also drink a lot of alcohol while while a lot of alcohol. I do do that. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of problems, Michael and I have been having some issues, and mm, yes, we're working on resolving Indeed. it by working through the evangelical marriage counseling book, The Love Dare. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm, Michael, mm-hmm. take it away. Okay, so we've been doing this for a while now. Uh, I'm going to be honest. Michael and me going to say yes, of course. Uh, there's been some ups and downs. Um, so, you know, I, I want to speak as, as the long-term host of this podcast and man who is in love with you. Uh, you know, we're at day 22. We're kind of getting down to it. And uh, mm-hmm. honestly, like, I feel like it hasn't really been working yet. So I'm going to kind of take some swings way. on this one. And um, I think it's time to really put it all out there. And hopefully we can have a breakthrough. Uh, but right. the love dare today, day 22, says love is faithful. And the Bible verse there is Hosea 2.20, where it says, I will betroth you to me in faithfulness, and then you will know the Lord. Uh, which I think if any of our listeners here are in fact religious, just know that means that missionary dating is in the Bible. Uh, it doesn't have to be consensual. You betroth someone to you, and then they know the Lord. I just, I, I, my evangelical trick is I walk around and tell random women, you're my girlfriend now. <laughs> <laughs> you're my girlfriend. Jesus said so. It works every time. <laughs> okay. So here, here are the words here. You ready? Love is a choice. Mm. It's not a feeling. Yeah. It is initiated action. You know what love is not? It's not a knee jerk reaction. So choose today to be committed to love, even if your spouse has lost most of their interest in receiving it, which seems to be our situation. This is the moment. (laughs) This is the breakthrough we've been waiting for. Um, So, you know, uh, not to let the fourth wall down, but I'm going to be speaking both as Michael and Josiah now because I think it's important. (laughs) Josiah has had his chance. He's had 21 weeks of this to say his piece and try to heal this relationship. And I think it's time that someone sort of Step into his role and see if we can take yeah. this to the next level. And to be level. clear, for all intents and purposes, you are Josiah. That is true. I am functionally operating as Josiah. Yeah. Josiah's soul resides in me. It's very uh, it's very Kingdom Hearts, if you will. Yeah. Like Keep I, in mind, I, it, any, anything that happens here continues through the rest of the podcast, right? Like, and, and also anything that happens here continues through the rest of Josiah's life. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Here we go. Hi, Jared. It's me, Josiah. Hey, Josiah. Listen, I, I know, I know that things have been tough lately. I know that um, we've been trying a lot of things, and and honestly, like I'm not, I'm not sure how it's going. Uh, I know that I am not blameless in this relationship. I have made some mistakes. Mm-hmm. I know that um, you've seen me liking other podcasters' tweets on Twitter, and. Uh, <laughs> I, I know, I know that that like, uh, 
makes you feel a certain way sometimes. And I, I know that you may mm -hmm. even have heard that I'm starting another podcast without you. And I can't yeah. imagine uh, what that feels like for you. And sure. I just want to let you know that uh, all those other pod thoughts, they don't mean anything to me that, um, you know, we've been on such a journey together. And uh, I really want to make this work. And, you know, I, I know that you love running. That's a thing that you're passionate about. Oh, and and, and I know, I, I know, I worry, I worry sometimes that the reason you run so hard is that you're trying to run away from oh, me. Okay. All right. And um, I understand. Sometimes I want to run away from me too. I made a whole album about it. Maybe we'll talk about <laughs> it sometime. <laughs> but I just, Jared, I just, I need you to know that, um, that I love you, period. And I choose to love you even if you can't love me in return. And I just want to say that however far you run, I will always be waiting there at the finish line with a little Gatorade cup of my love. <laughs> that was really beautiful. I, I didn't know that you were capable of putting, of stringing together words in such an order that just moved me like that did <laughs> i'm i'm really happy to hear that i i think i'm going to take uh the same three chords and put it behind that and make another album <laughs> honestly <laughs> you got it that's that's it i mean my totally unchanged but that was that was good well you know i tried <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> that that oh, was my. really beautiful mm, thank you oh, thank my. you uh, it, it came it came from something i wouldn't call it the heart but something something <laughs> <laughs> good luck josiah who is me Thank tune you. in next week to see how this turns out <laughs> cliffhanger where, where jared finds out that josiah has been cheating with mammonberg yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with three other co-hosts uh yeah listen listen josiah never signed up for pod monogamy that's true that's true <laughs> <laughs> i thought oh it was implied <laughs> <laughs> you know that line never goes over well when i say that but somehow josiah gets a pass here listen wow. you actually that's did uh, josiah just edited it out that's right <laughs> one of these days josiah is gonna be like pissed at me and then we'll get an episode that comes out and it's just like Oh, man. Okay. Not to go behind the pod scenes too much, but there is at least one joke in episode on Shitty Christians that we have to, like, have a conference about that we're like, ooh, I don't know. Does this work? Does this hit the way it's supposed to? Uh, is this punching up properly? And, yeah, we could absolutely ruin each other's lives by just not having that meeting. Yeah, we, we have yeah. that a lot. Well, we also, <laughs> yeah. we also have a lot that gets cut out of episodes where we, t like, tell a semi-personal story that we shouldn't, mm -hmm. but we're just like hey i'm gonna edit this out you know we're like i'm like kind of drunk at that point usually i'm like oh let me tell you about my ex <laughs> i could get myself in so much trouble yeah the thing we're not talking about a largely autobiographical album you wrote today or that might be complicated <laughs> <laughs> no yeah, i'm nothing, kind of an nothing open about book your life is going to come out here no nah, i'm an open book i'm an open book um welcome to very legal very cool episode about Josiah. Yay. By Josiah. Yay. Is that it? So now there's like background music. Yeah. Music yeah. Like, oh, wait, I don't know that. Guys. I don't know that. What? Yeah, why, is it, Josiah, why is everyone Josiah. quiet right now? I don't know. Josiah, there's music playing. Yeah, I think you just
Yeah, shut up. Okay. Uh, I, speaking as real Josiah, am double fisting both coffee and a San Pellegrino. Nice. Nice. Very good. Because I am both classy and a little tired. Ah, nice. All right, fake Josiah. Uh, I'm drinking a Boulevard Irish Ale, traditional Mm. red ale. That sounds like real Josiah. I don't think you properly got in character for this. I don't think either of you got in character for this, really. (laughs) Michael, you should be like on the floor already. Let me get some some Jameson I left the cork off of for a month and a half. Ever (laughs) since that Chris episode, I have been craving an Irish car bomb. Like after that joke you made, I like legit, I'm going to do an Irish car bomb at some point soon. Yes. I felt you're right. I did not do enough prep for this because I am not prepared to uh, drink crappy bar drinks alone in my bedroom. (laughs) And that's that's why you may never be able to 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 handle Josiah. That's true. That's That's why at the end of this episode, I will lose. Exactly. And I am drinking a sparkling blackberry Izzy. That is the VLVC lifestyle. Dang. I love it. Flexing on everyone. Yep. Yeah, I get Izzy at Costco sometimes. Yeah, no bigs, no bigs. Yeah, no I had a deal. sparkling chamomile the other day, and it was delightful. Ooh. That sounds lovely. It really was. There was vanilla in it. Oh, wow. No Ooh, calories sounds... either. Just just, just, beauty. just the beauty of nature in a bottle. That's, that's amazing. Whoa. Psychedelic, man. That is Thanks, psychedelic. Bro. Here, I'll, I'll pour some of the uh, the beer into my Irish or my uh, Dead Sea Scrolls shot glass, and that will make it <laughs> nice. Yo, Shout outs to the Dead Sea Scrolls shot glass. The Dead Sea Scrolls shot glass. I love that I found that. Still, I'm so happy. It's such a good find. Oh. It, it, legitimately, one of the best. It was a thrift store, right? <laughs> yeah, it was just at a thrift store, and my girlfriend was baffled why I had like loudly gasped and grabbed <laughs> this really shitty looking shot glass and i was like you don't understand this is a podcast inside joke in a shot glass i just found do you know how hard that is to pull off <laughs> this happened in the real world right now i don't come on well Listen, speaking of the saying... real world okay. josiah oh, yeah. i i saw that you wrote an album yeah uh would you like to Come up and cry about it a little. Uh, like right now? <laughs> just cry a little? Yeah, just you know, split it out. Well, You're one of I those mean, musicians. You can't, you can't really hear it, but I, I, I'm shedding a single tear right now. Mm, into the beer. It's, yes, into the into the naturally. shot glass, actually. Into the shot That's what the shot glass is a there shot for. of it, yeah. yeah. Naturally, yeah. naturally. Josiah, there are a lot of starving artists in the world. Um <laughs> Why did you choose to not include the artist part in that? <laughs> well, you know, uh, just there's a lot. Well, there's a lot of starving artists, right? So I wanted to break the mold and just be starving, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, well speaking of, how do you feel that uh, your, you know, dead end degree and directionless life helped to inspire this album? Uh, I guess good. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> means the degree went to something, I suppose. Speaking as the true Josiah, he does not feel good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really good that you're like the narration of my, my mind. <laughs> I am I am your Disco Elysium mind palace that is just going to be providing a lot of varieties of, uh, on perspectives on the things oh, you say. Oh, I need to say something. Jared, you need to go on the soundboard a record scratch, and then you could record scratch, and then Michael could be like, um, you're probably wondering how I got myself in this situation. <laughs> You're probably wondering how I got myself in this situation. <laughs> That's very good. Uh, Josiah, how much money did you make on this album? And was it little <laughs> enough that you would consider yourself a failure? <laughs> yes, I would. Uh, it was um, like what Bandcamp purchases alone. It, I think it hit $100 max. <laughs> uh, I did actually purchase your album on Bandcamp. I did see that. I, I appreciate that went nice. toward, I think, cigarettes, but good. Nice. good. I, as long as it is, it, it only helped you spiral further then my mm. purpose was complete. Yeah. Cause then the next I... album can be even darker. That was kind of like the nice. <laughs> At some point, I, I'm going to drop the money to have some physical copies like on Amazon, but I don't want to drop that money right now because I already lost some money on the, on the original release. <laughs> Let's see. I'm looking you up on Bandcamp now. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, since, uh, since we're plugging that, it's Josiah Sutton does music dot Bandcamp. Oh, what do you know? Should I buy it? Dot com. Yeah. How do I buy it? Uh, I don't know uh, how to you, buy it. You click it. Oh. And then it it's literally says buy digital album. Interesting. Mine oh. just says you own this, which I think means I own you, Josiah, <laughs> which makes sense because I am Josiah. <laughs> this bit isn't getting tired at all. <laughs> okay, nice. I like the, you, you spend $7 and then you officially <laughs> yeah, own me. <laughs> I, own, I own at least some equity in your soul. <laughs> nice. Uh, Okay, I, I, I bought your album. Oh, thank you. Dang, look at that. You know, I'm glad we did this podcast promo. It's working out. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, you know, speaking of your album, why do you think the world needs another sad white boy album? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't. I don't think it needs another one. This was purely for my own sake. It, was, <laughs> it is a, just a happy accident that a few other people enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I, I am, you know, contemptuous of anybody else listening to this. <laughs> there are much Speaking better Speaking to two musicians people that there. own your album now, especially good. Especially good. I'm I can't wait the... for your, your, your first post-COVID live concert where you spit on all the people in the, that's, in the that's audience. Right. Who's, the, who's the drummer of As Cities Burn? Um, he, remember, he wrote a book about how much he hated fans. Uh, Aaron <laughs> Lunsford. <laughs> That's Very that's good. my that's my thing I'm gonna do. <laughs> I went to a, a metal show like solidly 15 years ago, and it was a bunch of like kind of scene like like Black Dahlia Murder, like that kind of metal. And then yeah, yeah. I think it was like Cephalic Carnage, like one a little more old school. Maybe it wasn't even that, but anyways, one just like 50 year old dude that was real pissed off at all these kids in hoodies in the audience, and it was so good because he spent solidly a third of the set blowing his nose on people <laughs> in the audience. Like he would just oh plug God, one nostril and just spew phlegm all oh, over people. I, and that was, was, he was just so mad that people weren't hurting each other enough in the pit. Uh, there was amazing. this like indie rock band from Des Moines called Holy White Hounds. Um, 
Oh, I love that, that band. Yeah, they're they're pretty good. Uh, but there was their fans, like their fans are so odd. And one of the one of I remember these fans that were like older people that just liked listening to the rock and roll music and did not mm-hmm. like the kids, you know, doing a push pit in the front. And yeah. so angrily, I remember this woman took her beer and dumped it out into the push pit to just like pour it down on all these like eighteen year old kids. And I, that image is still like in my head where she just wasted an entire beer just to like soak a bunch of brats. That's worth it though. That's hilarious. <laughs> it is pretty funny. I just, I like the idea that that would stop anyone in a pit. Like that no, is, it, that is like the 18th worst thing well, that happens in a pit. I, I, can, I spent a fair amount of time in them. As someone who was in that pit, I can say it, it didn't stop me. Didn't I think the only thing is I was in high school. So the only thing it, it caused was my mom asking me why I smelled like beer. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Why do you, why do you <laughs> smell like beer in middle-aged regret? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't drinking. They were just pouring it on now. me. <laughs> that sounds authentic. Uh, can great. I say that, like, since being in Los Angeles, the only shows, pre-COVID, of course, the only shows that I've ever had good pits have been, like, hip-hop shows. Like, really? I've been to really? a moderate amount of metal, and it is always just the most, like, stand, listen to the music, not really that exciting. But hip-hop is fucking insane. I have been in, like, walls of death that I have never experienced before at, like, a JPEG Mafia store, where it's, like, what a show, hell? where it's, like... It's like 200 people huh. on opposite sides uh, of the like fairly large, you know, uh, show, and just like, oh my goodness, it is wild <laughs> stuff. People go off. I love it. I have a really good time there. But no, like, that, that it really has. Yeah. <laughs> it has changed my like, uh, you know, attendance back in the before times when we could do such things. Where it's just like, man, if I want to have a good time, like, I need, I need to go see some hip hop. Yeah, that's yeah. that's right. Huh. Des Moines, awesome. Des Moines barely has like pits. I, I feel like it depends on the band. It's really only if like a metal band rolls into town that's a well-known metal band. It's mm-hmm. so, like like I saw like August Burns Red or Devil Wears yeah, Prada yeah, live, yeah. and those those were crazy. But that's because like people knew the name and it was like heavy. Right. For sure, for sure. So now that we're done discussing other better artists, um, <laughs> Josiah, <laughs> how much whiskey would you say you drank per song on this album? Oh, per song? <laughs> yeah, just on a per song do, do basis. You mean, do you mean recording it or like, because the thing is I recorded no, this, all, like, I wrote this over the course of several years, so that's going to yes, be a no, I, I, I believe it says 2014 to 2019. No, I yeah. mean all of the emotional turmoil that went into every yeah. song. Like, you need oh. to, like, like I, all you of the... You can answer in handles. It, it is probably... You're going to have to. It is probably in the hundreds, to be honest. <laughs> 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 Particularly the last few of those. Not not in high school. I didn't really drink in high school, but yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Which is maybe worse. I also worse. didn't really drink in high school. <laughs> well, you had to catch up. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I remember Jer- Jared and I once in high school drinking like a shot of like peppermint schnapps <laughs> each, and then my dad yelling at us because he saw like the the like line had gone down on his peppermint schnapps. <laughs> that's, that's like that was like my alcohol experience. I love that <laughs> yeah. so much. I, I the thing I love most about that is that your dad was a peppermint peppermint schnapps <laughs> aficionado. <laughs> that just, man had he, that he shit really, on lock. It was like the it's like hot damn. He just liked it in cider. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Respect. Yeah. Respect yeah. that play. Yeah. Uh, my first time drinking, I ended up in a food line, which is a regional grocery store in North Carolina for our listeners that mm-hmm. didn't grow up in my exact life. 
And uh, I, 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 this was before I had started drinking, but I had gotten word that there were some people in the grocery store and I arrived and they were drunk and running up and down the aisles, knocking things on the floor. And there were cops outside. And so I got to corral all of these people into my car while trying not to get all of these underage idiots arrested. And then I drank like half of a Smirnoff ice and threw up. It was really dramatic. Nice. That's not unlike good. Josiah, I have since leveled up my, my drinking stack considerably. But <laughs> not in August uh, beginning. I think there was also That's a really moment, man. this is this is a very Southern story, and then we can get back to Josiah's uh, music. Uh, drinking a bunch of hypnotic and then hopping in a truck and going mudding in an abandoned field, which is maybe nice. the most circa 2000s like uh, <laughs> pick high school story of all time. That was that was good. that's that was that's good. all I want. That's all I want out of life. Yeah, Baby, my, we can make that happen right now. Yeah, my my hand my handful of like high school drinking experiences are pretty, pretty like pathetic and funny. So when I think I'll yeah. probably get into them because if we do talk lyrics on this, I have at least one reference, I think to one of those Good. in this. Good. Oh no, we're going to. <laughs> okay. Next nice. question, Josiah, would you say that your music makes God love you less? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I, I think, <laughs> I think, <laughs> Bold. I, you know, I, I I don't think it, it makes him love me more, but mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he, he tolerates it much like, you know, my sin. <laughs> so you're saying that God tolerates sin. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, this well, is about to get theological on this. No, we podcast. don't have to get into this. <laughs> <laughs> Josiah, oh, how would you say the pro how would you say that you've regressed as a musician in making this album? <laughs> regressed like throughout the album i regressed yeah (laughs) how uh, has this made your your musicianship worse um i do i do think i I haven't become a worse guitarist but i've become a more simplistic guitarist throughout my time writing this album i think you can see that as you listen to it too i like the later songs on the album are like more the three chord thing because i just i have more fun playing those I can play other stuff, but I have more fun with those. Yeah, so yeah, it's remarkable that you were able to take the the key of awesome chords and make a whole album out of it. <laughs> yeah, that was the goal. Yeah, yeah. Give this two more albums, and Josiah is making worship music. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's coming, man. <laughs> Josiah, uh, who hurt you? Uh, well, my ex-wife. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, vaguely, the the evangelical environment, I, I would say, was was another one of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably, uh, you know, maybe maybe Jared too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Probably Jared a little bit. A little All right, bit. So we've got know. the Jews, the Christians, and the atheists. <laughs> <laughs> Any other groups that you'd like to throw under the bus here? Uh, I, I'm yeah, surprised what are, what are you, you went the polls vis-a-vis your emotional oh. distress. Oh, they suck. I mean, I, they haven't they haven't screwed me over yet, but they're gonna. <laughs> Next, it's gonna be the Italians. Yeah, well, they already did. That's you. Know. Yeah, no, that, right. that is right, that is yeah. well known. Uh, well, uh, how has your religious journey made your lyrics worse? <laughs> um, there's a Bono quote, I think, where he says. Um, that the best people people who write the best music are either in the process of walking away or toward God. So I think as I've gotten more com- comfortable in my religious perspective, I'm not 
uh, moving any direction, so that then I've gotten worse. I think that would be mm. a good way to pitch that. So you've gotten complacent as an artist. Yeah, yeah. I need to either <laughs> go off the deep end again or start getting really, really religious. Like, mm. I can't be well, stuck where I am. Two sides of the same coin. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Josiah, which member of your family hurt you the most? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't, I don't know. I keep have... keep in mind at least one of them occasionally listens to the podcast. <laughs> yes, I do also know that, and I think, uh... <laughs> no, you know, I'm not going to answer that. I can't. <laughs> Good. I was wondering. I was wondering if we were going to get to a plead the fifth moment on this. Yeah, I'm very yeah, happy. That I'm we just got surprised there. we got there so early. <laughs> oh, so early. <laughs> Yeah, we're only ten uh, mean know. and hurtful Dude. questions deep into this. We haven't gotten to oh the content. This, this is, this like is the still the question section. <laughs> and Josiah, not really a question, uh, but isn't a four track in your bedroom just a little bit two thousand five? It, it definitely is. I think that's why Michael liked it. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, that I, was I his question. Too. Michael was like. Yeah, Michael was like, "Oh man, you sound it sounds like AJJ and stuff like that." And I'm like, "Yeah, I do listen to music that's too old for me." I don't yes. I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. No. Uh, definitely. De- definitely hit me in some uh, quite little post high school feels. It was good. Yeah, stuff. I'm. Um, I'm glad. Now, Josiah, <laughs> do you ever feel like you were born in the wrong generation? Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, not at all. Uh, <laughs> Josiah, are you a boomer at heart? Uh, not- <laughs> No, no, I a boomer I think, soul. So I'm technically on the line between Gen Z and millennial. And if, if I have any cringe, like old person identity, it's that I feel more like a millennial than Gen Z, even though I'm like more on the Gen Z side. Uh, mm-hmm. There's my cringe old person identification thing. To be fair, though, I think my roommates would also say I'm more of an old man than they are. So I get mad at TikTok. I don't understand it. <laughs> I get mad and sometimes I just don't understand why. Yeah, I joined a Facebook group full of uh, reactionaries that want to, you know, span together and say things like, where we go one, we go all. I don't know. I don't know. You probably could have stopped that at Facebook group. Yeah, yeah. that is a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Oh, man. Because uh, I'm taking a... Oh, yeah, go ahead. Never mind. No, no, go for it. Go for it. I was going to say, since I'm taking that Twitter hiatus, I posted more on Facebook than I have in a while. And I'm just like, God, I hate this. I, I hate this. People pick okay, fights. Okay, doesn't that me. kind of defeat the purpose? If you're like, oh, I'm going to take a hiatus from social media <laughs> well, to focus on, I don't wait, know, Josiah, Jesus you started, things. You started your hiatus today. <laughs> what are you well, talking I just, about? I just, I posted like one thing on Facebook or two things, and then people kind of just like commented annoying things, and then I just kind of stopped. Oh, that's that's what accidentally... happened. No, no, I, I, I do think like I can tell there's already a gap because Facebook doesn't replace Twitter at all to me, and I, 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 I do, I haven't doom scrolled today, you know, in the same way. Like I, I don't doom scroll Facebook like I do Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's right. good. On Twitter, you can doom scroll for hours. Facebook, will, that'll take it out of you quick. Yeah, Facebook's yeah, just really like, man, does. my Aunt Sally's a real shit. <laughs> over and over again. It's <laughs> like, okay, after a certain point. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. Everyone has basic opinions. Okay, yeah. Ask me a question. Sorry, I Josiah. Uh, when will you fulfill your uh, your spiritual journey to becoming a ska band? <laughs> Once I find a trombone player. <laughs> <laughs> That's your next thrift store find. Yeah, yeah. I, the, both a trombone, trombone and a trombonist. Yeah. I can't. I no. In high school, I legit wanted to do a ska band. It's just I didn't know anyone who played brass. So I was like, "Oh, I can't just, Thank I can't God. just, I just can't just be like the guy who does upstrokes. Like, I, I need some people who can do the stuff that makes it ska." So I agree to disagree on that. I, I would pay a, a lot more than the seven dollars I paid for this album to see Josiah <laughs> hopping around in a zoot suit, uh, just oh, doing yeah. upstrokes. Oh, same. No, I would question. do it. I'd do it. Yeah, I. It's pro much like the fedoras. It's probably best that you did not have access to that in high school. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Wait, All does right. anyone have any cringe fashion choices from high school they want to air on the podcast real quick? Uh, this is not a fruitful direction. Fedor- don't have we, to go the, the fedora thing, Jared, that was in, in middle school. We, were, uh, we both wore fedoras in middle school. Although, as wow. he'll say, I wore it more than him. He tries to get that's out true. of it that way. But he I don't know. Listen, I only wore it when you were around. Oh. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, what does that say about you, Jared? Yeah, that I succumbed to peer pressure. <laughs> uh, All middle, I wore in middle school was a switchfoot hoodie, and that was it. High school, I wore a lot of. Uh, I, I wore a lot of like bright. I, I bought like some bright colored like skinny jeans. Like I had like green skinny mm-hmm. jeans at one point, like very bright green. Wow, uh, that'd I be had a, red that'd skinny be jeans, one. and I dyed my hair red. So, oh yeah, I remember that. I had some red jeans too. I was homeschooled in middle school, uh, oh, and then went same. to a public high school. And so, oh, yeah. also as an so eldest child, you had that beaten child, out of you, huh? Oh, yeah. Well, it wasn't even. It was just like my entire wardrobe, the entirety of high school, was just camouflage. Like how how oh, can I just appear as boring as possible? I don't want to. I don't want anyone to be able to notice me until like I'm pretty sure I didn't speak for at least the first couple of years. I was just I was just deep undercover in this high school, trying to not let them understand how much DC talk I had listened to for like. Oh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, that makes sense. Jared, bring it home. Yeah, all right. So, Josiah, you know, what does music mean to you? Uh, is this like a legit question? Oh, man. <laughs> it depends how you answer. Yeah. Be careful, other Josiah. <laughs> what does it mean to me? Uh, what does music mean to you? Uh, I mean, I, I've, I don't know if this answers that, but I mean, I've listened to me. I've been very into music like my whole life. Uh, so I don't know. I guess it's a pretty significant part of me. Like, I don't know. Is that an answer? <laughs> wow. Uh, sorry, guys. We've never had a bad, very legal, very cool guest until this exact moment. <laughs> Remember that thing that it's always been a part of you and it's something that's been important to you your whole life, but you can barely stammer out an entire sentence about it? Uh, I, man, you guys suck. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's... Josiah, what does music mean to you? <laughs> Josiah, Josiah, you already gave Jared a deep, soul-wrenching look into your heart. All we're asking for you is to do that about your chosen passion. <laughs> what does music mean to you, Josiah? Uh, music is a is a, a great way, a, a great form of expression. I th- okay, you know what? Fuck off. I... <laughs> <laughs> this is, by the way. 
the meanest question a human being could possibly ask. This is so much meaner than like which family member sucks the most. Like speaking as a it's person so that has vague. stupid passions, it is so <laughs> hurtful. It's like, hey, uh, you you tried to tell some jokes on a stage for a while. Why why are you so obsessed with your penis? Like it's just it's <laughs> so bad to have to like interrogate. Like the terrible oh, reasons that you do I, the things you do. Well, yeah, because because I think most <laughs> art boils down to I don't know, I like it. <laughs> like that's I don't know. And that's why I think that these questions are really an art. <laughs> yeah, because you do like writing them. You're very I gleeful about. There was it. a lot I'm of cackling like, going on. Not not to not to get behind the scenes. at very legal, very cool. This is clearly a very professional podcast. We would never right, do right, that. Right, right. I just I just want everyone to know that there was there was maybe a little like high witchy shrieking. It was. <laughs> <laughs> a beer my i think one of my roommates was like facetiming his girlfriend but stepped out so there was just this lone like phone sitting on mm. the table with <laughs> my roommate's girlfriend just like hanging out on it it was very weird like, oh, and you pick it oh, up hi. and it's like you need to get in the car and drive there's a briefcase waiting for you in a payphone in des moines <laughs> yeah i'm opening the fridge and there's just like a fuzzy like hey pick it up pick it up <laughs> Pick up the you. phone. <laughs> yes, you. You with the Blackberry Izzy. <laughs> uh, oh, is Jared not back yet? Uh, yeah, no, I guess it's still just us. Oh, wow. That's that's cool. The way it was meant to be. Josiah v. Josiah. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> two Josiahs. That's that's my, yeah. my long term. That's what the <laughs> ideal uh, Twitter looks like, I think. It's just mm. two Josiahs. You just arguing with yourself. You have such a knack for getting in arguments on Twitter. I don't know how you do it. You find the worst people all the time. I know. How does this happen? I think the the, what I do is I follow other people who pick fights like I do. So they find (sighs) them partially. Although I also doom scroll way too. This is why I'm taking a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you're just you're just deep in the Twitter game. Well, yeah, because I'll like look at replies and scroll for a while, and just, forget I'm yeah. scrolling the replies, and then see the just the worst take. And like, because if you scroll like a hundred things down in the replies of like a New York Times article, there's always someone who's yeah like saying the <laughs> N word. And you're deep sea <laughs> fishing for this. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> that is wild to me. That being oh, said, okay. that being said, I, <laughs> yes. hello. Okay, my uh, my mixer pooped on me. Oh, that sucks. And oh, no. So, uh, <clears throat> I had to reset it. Mm. Turned it off and back on again, so we're good. We're good. That, that being said, I will say, you know what's not hard to find on Twitter, shockingly, if you're really looking in the right spots, is like anti-Romani sentiment. I have yes. found that yes. way more than I would expect. I said that makes sense given the slur you dropped on the podcast. Yeah, that is the one slur I have said on the podcast. That's true. Oh no. Well, I I was explaining it that yeah, never mind. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> yeah, there's no walking out of this one, buddy. That was that was my the I think the funniest response we've ever gotten to anything 
of the podcast was on the uh, like the day we released that episode. Emily Rose on the VLVC yes. one being like, Josiah, you learned something was a slur, and the first thing you did was say it on a podcast. <laughs> It's like I had not thought of it that way. That is true. I did do that. It's like the hosts cancel themselves. (laughs) Have you guys heard about this (laughs) (laughs) N-word? No, what is it? You guys hear about this? (laughs) I've been saying this. Oh, in my mind. (laughs) Oh, my God. We gotta talk about oh, something man. Okay. else. So when I edit this, I yeah, don't so- fade in on that. <laughs> oh, you! Oh, oh! There's no way to escape Please. this. Um, should we get into some serious questions? Sure. Yeah, I like okay. serious. Let's. Uh, uh, should we? Should I mean, we just... Let's just start out with kind of an overview, Josiah. If you want to talk a little bit about yeah. the album that you made and uh, your choice to use Futura as the typeface, <laughs> and really focus on the Futura <laughs> thing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the main thing you guys have. That's really uh, all I'm interested in. Uh, Speaking so is the two people it, that uh, purchased this album. It's a very. Yeah, okay, I want to hear it, about that and the that, song Pokemon Villages. <laughs> mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it's a very cringe reason, kind of. Um, but like when I okay, so when I released a way, way while back anniversary, which is the last song on the album, I released that like back in fall of 2019. Um, Some might say November of 2019. Yeah, November. Yeah, um, and I uh, I was just watching a lot of Wes Anderson movies at the time. Legitimately, that was it. And so the the yellow Futura thing, I just liked the look of that. That is hands down the only reasoning behind it. Um, I, uh, and then let, because let me, I let me say just real quick, let me say yeah. real quick that Futura is my favorite font it's a beautiful font with an incredible like history and yeah. you chose the single worst reason <laughs> that you could have possibly come up with to use future i like it okay i didn't put that much Wes anderson it. used it no i i don't i liked i liked the you're the, insufferable I, I am i know i just liked it aesthetically um and i like i liked the yeah yellow future look and it kind of just beginning to understand why you couldn't uh, answer the music question yeah, because most of them are just really dumb reasons. I'll tell. I mean, so much of my reasoning with stuff I do is just I don't know. I like it, you know. Like, and then I'll come up with a reason later on. Uh, but I hadn't put that much thought into making up a reason behind future. <laughs> so, you guys got the real raw reasoning. Boom! Did it. This is this is the hard hitting journalism we bring to very legal, Hell very yeah. cool. Yeah. But a- anyway, because I because I used it in that one little video it was like well i guess this is my brand now so there i think uh future if i do any future music projects it'll also be probably some sort of odd photograph with me just putting yellow future over it i I just like the look of it i don't know (laughs) (laughs) okay Okay. yeah okay okay so yeah so um so the the album the the I got the idea to try to do that album back in 2018, um, and so it was originally going to be an EP, but it was mostly just I wanted to get some songs recorded, and it was actually from the opposite, like a kind of a, a weird thought process, which was more that um, I was coming to grips with that I wouldn't be doing music for my life, like like that's what not what I was going to be doing for a living. So what my goal was was like. I wanted to put something that would be out there like on Spotify or whatever that I could look back on and go like, I, I made that, you know? 
And so the at the time it was gonna be like five songs and I was gonna organize them uh, chronologically when I wrote them so you could kind of see a trajectory of where I went, you know, like with my life. Um, because, you know, uh, I started writing that first song I wrote in 2014 and then the other two I wrote in like 2016, originally for an emo band that I was in. Um, and then I was writing some songs in college. Uh, so I liked that, like, you could see how my faith had evolved and various things had evolved throughout those, those few years. Um, but then I continued to just never record it and continued to write songs. And then I was mm -hmm. like, well, I guess I'm going to make this a whole thing. Um, and then it was when I wrote anniversary, I was like, this is going to be the last song on it. And I know that. So like I drew the line there. Um, and then I was able to start recording in summer of 2020. So yeah. Nice. That's the concept behind it. It was kind of trying to be a time capsule. Uh, you know, time capsules are usually one point in time. You manage to capture a span of about five years. So I'm not <laughs> sure you really accomplished <laughs> your goals. I guess so. It, so back to would you consider it a failure? <laughs> it's more of a time oh, airplane hanger. Yeah. Well, it's 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 uh, catching like a very specific like moment where uh, I changed a lot. I changed a lot in yeah. those five years, and that was kind of I think what I was doing. I don't know. So yeah, let's maybe let's talk about that change because that's one of the things that that I tracked on the album is like, oh, there's a lot of change in this album. I think there's even been a little change like since you recorded the album. Yeah, and, you know, I think I think you've been in a period of a lot of change. So why don't you take us back to maybe some of those earlier songs and earlier moments? Yeah. Talk about where you were at <laughs> and what informed that, and just walk us through it. Yeah. I almost need to load up my own lyrics so remember what I... <laughs> I am actually looking at your <laughs> lyric sheet right now. I'm oh, reading Mock Sincerity is the best that I can offer you. And I understand that because now you have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So the first song I wrote in 2014... Wait, there's a lyric and... sheet? <laughs> <laughs> Jared, you are the goddamn host of this podcast. <laughs> uh, so, so that Wait, first... how do I get the lyrics sheet? <laughs> I want to look at the lyrics. <laughs> you can, here, if you go no, to wait, the this, album. Yeah, no, no, let's do it again. Josiah Sutton does music.bandcamp.com. Okay, no, I'm there. I'm, I'm at the page. And then, and then <laughs> next to each song, there's a button that says, You got to roll over oh, it. I've got to roll over, over it. And it's a little pop That's a lot. Yeah. And it's just all in one paragraph. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that is not easy reading for me. <laughs> okay, let's see. So the first three were written, uh, those were the like earlier ones. The first song was, is cry your guts out. I wrote that in high school and to this day, well, I'll also add one thing that's kind of slightly inauthentic about me calling it like, um, a complete time capsule is there's some like, you know, over time playing the songs I evolved, like the lyrics evolved. Um, so like this song does have some chunks that were written in like late 2019 because I wanted to replace some lines. Um, so you did not, in fact, get drunk until we passed out in high school when you. No, I didn't. But but. <laughs> Sus. We're already we're Sus. already tearing apart. No, no, that was oh, that was actually that's actually one of the main parts I had written. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> so so that that whole song was. I mean, I, I wrote it in kind of a really cringy period of my life where I was. Uh, I don't know. I was trying to be kind it's of not really narrowing it edgy. down for us, Josiah. No, We're gonna no, need no, a little no. more specificity. Twenty fourteen <laughs> high school, um, yeah. and so yeah, I, I guess I guess like uh, one thing. I, one of the reasons I kind of kept it on is in a way the lyrics kind of embarrassed me, um, mm -hmm. and 
you know, I, I kept it beca- kind of because of that. Cause it represents like, um, the idea of like, uh, so the, the line is we got drunk until we passed out off the ideas that we knew, not, knew nothing about, which I think is fun. Cause I, I did seem to be self-aware at the time that like, I had no understanding of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was still like really hopeful. And so part of the reason I, I kept that in was cause I wanted to like open on this, like, Oh, I'm kind of depressed about religion stuff, but like I, I'm hopeful that I'm going to get this figured out, um, mm-hmm. and then write a preceding album that just kind of slowly crushes that hope. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but then end on a hopeful note again. So you start right. drunk, hopeless, uh, or drunk and clueless, but hopeful. And the yes. thing that you decided to get rid of in that <laughs> equation was the hope. Was the hope? Yeah. <laughs> naturally, naturally. <Let's> see. <laughs> It's very yeah. Good. So, so yeah, I mean, I was, I guess, I guess to give the context, yeah, I was like in that evangelical environment that I think all of, all of us here had mm-hmm. at the time. Uh, so even just the drunk line was really edgy for me at the time. Uh, well, <laughs> I, is... I remember around that time, um, there was, there was a specific piece you had written that I don't, this is when we were both doing a lot of writing Yeah, and you know, we had, I remember you and I had a debate on whether or not it was okay to use language, like yeah, bad, in language, music. Use bad yeah. words. In, Wait, yeah, in I was going to say like, like cursing or just like words? No, curse, cursing. Yeah. <laughs> you guys almost became Either Godspeed or. you Black Emperor in that moment. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Either or. Uh, but mm-hmm. like that was, <clears throat> and that was probably early to mid high school yeah. when we were finally okay with cursing. Oh wow! Um, yeah, yeah. Aww. yeah. You guys are so I sweet. Know. Big moments right well, there. I, one, but... thing, uh, t- one quick detail that I do think is funny is we both became okay with cursing, but thought the other wasn't, and so we both would <laughs> curse around the other. I do remember that. That's very that. Funny. Yeah, that was funny. <sighs> That's um, so sweet. Oh my! You guys were each other's musical accountability partners, <laughs> and that you were both lying to each other about what was actually going on. <laughs> but that was around the time when we we like we started doing the really cringy, cringy writing. Yeah. Right. Where it was like, like what you're talking about in mid to late high school, we wanted to be way cooler than we were. Um, and the ways we tried to achieve that were way less cool than we thought. Um, and part of that was coming out in the writing of us living these, uh, (laughs) more dirtbag lives that, that we really we didn't really get did. as part of our yeah. our childhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. to be fair, I think anyone that managed to pull off cool in high school—that's not actually a compliment. That is, that is not a good sign for the future. Of your <laughs> there's life. no, there's no such true. thing as cool in high school. Yeah, that's yeah. true. There's made it through high school. Yeah, survived. And, and this specific song is a testament to a feeling I, I really did have for this. Um, group of friends that I was hanging out, which would eventually become the band that I was in very briefly. Um, and I would, this, this guy, this guy that I hung out with a lot who had become a future roommate of roommate of mine when I moved out, I'm not going to say his name. Um, <laughs> you, you know him. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, we would just I, have, Josiah also know him. Yeah. Yes, oh, I, could, well, I could just bleep it out and say, <laughs> that's his name for you, Michael. That's his name, but <laughs> I'm not going to name drop him. Um, yeah, we would just have a lot of these, what felt like really important conversations. Um, and that was like what I was trying to kind of capture at this moment. So a lot of these are actually references to things him and other friends from that period had said, like the reason I even had a song called cry your guts out is just because he said that one time. And I just thought it was such a weird phrase. 
And so I just like, it was always stuck in my head. And so I ended up putting it in a song. So all of it's just a testament to these like weird um, feeling that we were like really having these important conversations um, and they really like weren't, mm -hmm. you know, I think I was aware of that at the time even, but um, I don't know. It's like, and subtly, I think I was aware of that because obviously these, the yeah. lyrics kind of test are testament to that. But Yeah. Well, that's, that's interesting with him in particular too, because he, he always had a way of making the conversations he had seem more important than they were. Yeah, um, exactly. And just, just kind of in the way that he held himself and spoke. Yeah, that was, that was kind of it. But I think, I think at the time I really bought into stuff he said, and I think he bought into stuff I was saying, and we just, we felt we were cracking yeah. the code of our yeah. suburban evangelical, you know, we were watching <laughs> Donnie Darko, you know, we were, oh, yeah. we were mm -hmm. solving mm -hmm. things. Deprogramming um, right there. Yeah. So I think yeah. I thought like opening on that felt like a really, it was a really intentional thing for me to do yeah. because I think this is the like most like almost ex evangelical song on here. You know, it was at that mm -hmm. moment when I was like, Oh man, this is all a facade, man. But I didn't really know where I was going from there. So, mm -hmm. well, maybe that leads us into our, the next song, uh, which also deals a lot with like faith and religion and has, yeah. you know, we've, we've made some japes and some jokes on this here podcast, but legitimately has one of my favorite lines on the album, which is I was baptized as an infant swallowed by a Holy see. And oh. I think for a lot of people that grow up in this like evangelical religious world, it is totalizing. You you are absolutely born into it and swallowed by it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I just, I was like, oh yeah, that's good. I, I can connect with that. Oh yeah, well, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll get back to mocking you shortly, but it was yeah, a really no, good no, no, right. no. Hey, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this song and then Good Intentions were bands, were songs that I originally were emo songs. And like, I could literally, I could probably dig up and link in the show notes, like the live shows we played these songs in. Yes. And like, it's a very different, very different mm -hmm. feel. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. So that, that, that was kind of the, the, I don't know what was going on with them was I, I really loved these songs and I realized that they worked as acoustic songs. Um, mm -hmm. Unlike a lot of the songs we, you know, that band had played, but that band was with, um, the guy, the roommate we mentioned there, and then probably a future guest of the show who is the drummer who went on to start another band uh, called Vitamin K, which is very good. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Mo. I do, in fact, love Academy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so this was, I think if I had a, so okay, so I should say I, I moved out. Um, I moved out right at the end of high school, and I didn't go straight to college. I had a year gap between high school and college. And so these songs were kind of written during that period, which is, I think kind of a the lyrics are kind of a testament to that, but they were, they were me kind of realizing that I was, um, losing my faith, but at the same time, really trying to assert my faith. So, uh, Unio Mystica. Yeah. Like, you know, it was this idea that I was given a faith as a kid, but now I don't know what I exactly feel like. You know, I was raised Calvinist, and yet, you know, despite, you know, perseverance of the saints, I would still do that thing where I, you know, re reclaimed my faith at every Bible camp I was yeah, at. I, yeah. I was so, saved mm -hmm. as if it was the first time, but it had been a hundred times and whatever. Um, and so, yeah, I, I guess I wrote that at that point. And um, I mean, one, one big theme of these two songs is also like uh, guilt about sex and stuff also, which I don't, mm -hmm. I don't think I explicitly say in either song, but I think 
I think if you're raised evangelical, it's pretty apparent it's there. <laughs> uh, I, yes. Because <laughs> there's certain language you only use when you're talking <laughs> about stuff like that, I think, in the evangelical world. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. And honestly, I think it's a burden that, like, the vast majority of people that grew up that way carry in some form or another. And yes. it, it, yeah. it could literally be our, like our secret symbol. Like yeah. we just like drop some of this language <laughs> and everyone's like, yep. Okay. I <laughs> right, understand yeah. exactly the ways in which you were shattered. Right. And so it, it always was like all of both of these were both attempts at like, uh, I, I was in something of a Christian band, you know? Yeah. Um, so they were always pointing toward like trying to be still good and faithful. But, um, you know, they at the end it was it was kind of caving in for me around that time. So yeah, this is sort of um, yeah Pedro the Lion late period, but before yes. Colon. Yeah, yeah, I was really into Pedro the Lion at the time that I was writing these, which I think is probably <laughs> pretty apparent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um. So walk us through that transition into like some of the newer stuff or the stuff that came yeah. after. Yeah. So so okay. So so the story of my life following that is you know I. I moved out, I um, played in a punk band for a while, punk band caved in, and then I went to college, and while I was in college, I got married, um, which is, you know, a, a complicated result of, like, I don't know, I feel like anyone who was raised evangelical can totally understand how it happened, even if they didn't do it, um, getting married that young, because, I mean, what, like, like we mentioned, the sexual guilt and stuff kind of you know, you're supposed to get married as soon as possible because you want to have sex. Yeah. And if you don't, you know, if you have sex outside of marriage, that's a sin. So obviously that's why that's I'm true. writing about all this guilty sex stuff. And then yeah, it sex isn't cool until you have a buffet for your extended family. That's, that's just in the Bible. That's, just <laughs> that's true. It is in the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so like at that point, I, uh, I, I, so I got, I got married really young and then I got divorced about a year and a half after words um mm-hmm. and like there's a lot of reasons that happened and some of them i can say on a podcast and some of them i probably shouldn't <laughs> uh just don't worry we'll cut it just don't worry yeah. we got it. we'll edit it <laughs> we out got this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um but i mean the, the main thing is i i lost my faith i i officially lost my faith during that marriage yeah. and she also did i guess i we both became very contemptuous of the upbringing that we had um and, and, but I, I think for me, my mentality has always been like, you have to kind of make amends with your upbringing, even if you don't like it, because it's, it's a part of you, mm-hmm. you can't really get rid of it. Uh, and her mentality yeah. was fuck it, start over, uh, you know, <laughs> and, and that, well, that tension, that. uh, yeah, w- without getting into too many details, that was, that was definitely a source of tension. Uh, and then eventually she, she decided she kind of wanted a, a divorce. And so I had to move to college and live in the dorms of college after having been an adult married working a job, which is the weirdest yeah. experience. Wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, that, that was a very odd. It's a hell of a thing. Yeah. It was very yeah. jarring. I, I would say that <laughs> like the, the fucking, the school did not do a good job of communicating to me details of moving in. Cause I moved in like spring semester, uh, it was an emergency because you know I my lease went up on my apartment in November and then I stayed with my my buddy Kip from the photography episode. Hey, yeah, um, hi Kip. Yeah, he he uh, yeah he's saved my ass like twice now with living situations. <laughs> so um, anyway, yeah, so like yeah, I, I moved to college and so 
the direction a lot of these songs go is kind of like really related to that where I experienced evangelical adulthood to some extent. And then I experienced like being a college kid who's like around everybody doing sex, drugs and alcohol and all that shit. Um, and it was just a jarring culture shock and processing and realizing that I was miserable in both cases in a sense and not and trying to figure yeah. out like what, which, what is exactly what I want because I don't think the evangelical thing was good, but I don't think this like hedonism is good either. So right. I guess that's kind yeah, of and you, you didn't really get any chance to figure that out before you were thrown. Into yeah. Cause most people discover thing. that when they're 18 or 19. Uh, yeah. and I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so so get through anything is the divorce song on this album, yes. like the most explicitly divorce song. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so I mean, I I don't know if if there's any lines that you guys have specific questions about because I feel like it's the most straightforward. Uh, yeah. Like I don't I don't know I I don't think there's like much mystery in what I'm saying with it. And which pawn shop are we talking? <laughs> okay, <laughs> the, the pawn shop is metaphorical. <laughs> I never. Um, damn exposed Um, what brand of gin did you finish off last oh what was it it was um no i do remember this because this is a specific line to a specific thing fuck no it was i was uh old amsterdam it was i'm pretty sure that's a that's that's a that's I was expecting you know you guys were pretty young I was expecting some Seagrams but no you really you really no are. no well so then okay so the fun look behind that line specifically <laughs> is when we split up she liked I hate gin I hate gin uh, she likes gin and so but she did not want to take pretty much any belongings like most things she just gave to me and so I was stuck in in Kip's basement where I'd moved just sorting for all these belongings. And one of the wow. things was she just gave me all these all these like bottles of liquor, like half finished bottles of liquor. And so I had like one really shitty night where I just drank all that gin. And it was just kind of like a, this was one more thing that I've like cut off from you. You know, I finished this thing because I didn't mm. want to waste it. So that was why that line was <laughs> the opening line there. It was kind of like a vengeful, terrible drinking thing. But yeah, it was like I finished. I would never buy gin. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that is that is an evocative scene in your friend's basement sorting through photo yeah. albums, drinking gin that you hate before you go off to college. <laughs> God, this is Can... uh, fun to realize how weird the last five years have been as yeah, I'm like oh saying this stuff out loud. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you you end it on the line. Uh, you know, I hope he does better than me and spends his time to keep that hope alive. Can you? maybe talk a little about why you, you know, why, why did you decide to have that continuation with uh-huh. the ring through the pot, through the pawn shop? So the, the like, main, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess the thing was just that I assume like if, if you sell a ring to a pawn shop, someone will buy it. Right. Um, and so I guess it was thinking on to, um, you know, I, at the time and as i think as the album goes on you can sense i stopped blaming myself for it but when i wrote this Mm -hmm. i was blaming myself for it quite a bit Mm -hmm. and i was kind of like you know i i hope that whatever is in her future um you know that 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 they do better than i did i guess because i i'd kind of come to believe that i was uh i was not a very good partner um Mm -hmm. 
And I do think I had my faults, but one thing I at the time wasn't coming to grips with was she also wasn't too great either. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's um, almost as if your upbringing had in no way prepared you for the journey <laughs> upon which you had you had been foisted. No, not at all. <laughs> Yeah. All right. We should yeah. get back on topic. Um, yeah. Thomas. I'll assume that St. Thomas. <laughs> so, uh, okay. All right. Yeah. I, we could do St. Thomas. I, I'm assuming I put a music break there just because of all that. I, I don't know how I'm going to edit that. I'm not sure how much <laughs> is going to end up in the pot or not. I, yeah. I trust you guys. I think, I think we should like CIA censor this. So there's just like long bleeps over, over things that we don't <laughs> want to talk about so that you get enough context to know what's going on, but not just enough. Like, yeah. To, to really recognize what's going on. You just got like that. <laughs> um, so St. Thomas. Okay. So, so the context with St. Thomas, uh, this is um, okay. So, so I lost my faith in 2017, I think would be the official year that I was like, I'm, I no longer, whatever uh, late 2018 is divorce stuff. I moved back to college and then mm -hmm. spring of 2019 is pretty much when all of the rest of this album got written. Uh, like pretty much 2019 is like where it goes from there. Uh, so St. Thomas though is, um, pretty early on in high school, I had a pastor who said a good thing, which is, you know, rare. I feel like with our upbringing, um, where he's like, you need to reimagine the St. Thomas story because we always, we always think of, uh, Thomas, you know, doubting, doubting Thomas as like a bad guy. And that's not true. Because although he says, uh, you know, Jesus says, oh, ye of little faith or whatever, he does let Thomas feel the wounds. He does answer the question. Um, and because of answering that question, Thomas has a closer relationship to Christ uh, than any of the other apostles did. Mm -hmm. um, so that's haunted me for a long time because I went on to be the like doubting Thomas of like a lot of, uh, you know, of the people I grew up with. Um, and I mean, the story stuck with me enough, enough. I actually have an Eastern Orthodox icon of Thomas touching the wounds, like on my board in front of me right now. Uh, yay. There you go. Um, <laughs> like I'm legit, I'm the icon touching the wounds. Yes, I'm touching it. Yes. So yeah, so that's, touching that's the thing me, I have. Touching you. Touching you. Yes. <laughs> So that, that's been a big part of, um, I've always thought that was a good thing. So basic, basically I, I wanted to pull up St. Thomas and Job are like the two stories in the Bible I'm kind of haunted by. Um, and so I was kind of conjuring them up specifically in a song where I was just going to say all of my doubts about Christianity, like in one song. Um, and so that's, that's kind of what's going on with St. Thomas. I, uh, I was wondering why the song was three and a half hours. Long. <laughs> 
<laughs> all the problems I have. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, no. Um one thing we haven't really talked about is how I recorded all this. <laughs> Which is odd. Um so everything on this album is recorded with just a Yeti mic in my like basement. Um mm-hmm which I, I'm really surprised at the quality I was able to produce with that. Uh, mm-hmm. But so St. Thomas was like recording wise, just one of my favorites to record. It's actually, it's St. Thomas is actually my favorite song. I think on here. Oh. Uh, well, it and, and Oregon, I've never been to Oregon yeah. are my favorites. Um, but what St. Thomas was just cause I decided to have fun with it because I decided I don't really care if people don't like St. Thomas. I'm just going to do what I think is fun to record with. Um, Mm -hmm. So like I was adding a lot of like the weird low muttering vocal things and stuff. And so I had fun with the song. And so that's why it's like one of my favorites. A lot of people when they've told me, told me their favorite songs and their least favorite songs on the album have said St. Thomas (laughs) is either one or the other. It's never the middle. (laughs) It's either someone's like favorite or top three or like bottom. Like, no, I hated that song, which was what (laughs) I was going for. I think. Right. (laughs) Well, I, I I think it's a really good follow up to get through anything. Like I like, Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I think that that's that's really well done because you could almost you could almost read it as basically the same story from a different angle. That's true. Yeah. Well, which, I mean, yeah, which I, mean, I like a lot. Yeah, because I mean, in a sense, it is because um, yeah. I mean, the collapse of the there there is not it, it is not an accident that I'm associating the divorce and the collapse of my faith like right. together. Well, they're connected. They're very right? connected even though they're kind of offset if you actually get the timelines down, but they go together mm-hmm. because the divorce was the promises I was made as an evangelical caving in on me, you know, yeah. that if yeah. you get married young and you do, you do what you're supposed to do, you will have a good, happy life. And then it all caved in. And so mm-hmm. I just kind of had to start at ground zero, like, you know, right. I don't well, know. And I, I like how you start it with the only way that we'll be talking is if I'm screaming. Cause I think that that, that line is what connects it so well because the rest you know it it departs after that but having that line and the praying again alone in my car um those two together really they build the continuity really even those from from good intentions all the way through to saint thomas i think you have a Mm. a really strong theme that carries through there that i like a lot oh thank you Uh, i really i really i really like saint thomas so i'm I'm glad i'm glad that i think that is a good I do like that it flows like that. So yeah, that's no, good. This feels like such a narcissistic episode to some degree. <laughs> yeah, you I brought do in like another that. you, Josiah. <laughs> also, podcasting is a narcissistic medium. Let's not. Yeah, make that's any that's also here. come on, come on. <laughs> yeah, if, if, long past being narcissists at this point. So. Yeah, I would I would agree. So, I do have an. Out. I have a certain amount of flexibility, but I feel like if we spend the amount of time we spent on the first five songs, uh, I don't know that I'm going to be able to finish up this pod. Yes. Okay, um, we can speed up here. <laughs> uh, I just, I just want to like make uh, you know it kind of sucks because like I actually think it's a really good conversation. And it's really nice to like yeah, yeah. Uh, read into, but I also uh, have a partner that requires me for some dinner at some point. So, oh yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We could we could speed up here. Uh, well, this so is that, also Josiah, what do you want to talk about? Yeah. Oh God, I don't know. <laughs> like, um, well, so I know that so we definitely kind of, want to cover anniversary. We definitely want yeah, to cover. Yeah, I've yeah. never been to Oregon. Um, yes. Um, and that leaves. Do we want to talk? So, 
I can I can say a couple things about the other songs, but I don't have to say a lot yeah. about them because I think they're pretty yeah, straightforward. Wh- why don't you just kind of keep through your story? We won't do commentary on the next few. Oh, okay, but then and then and, we can jump back in for like yeah, but you, but you can talk through the story and talk a bit about each of these songs. We just won't jump in. So so one thing that's uh, this is also kind of fitting too is when I recorded this album, I was like, I'm going to finish this by the end of summer before the semester starts in the fall of 2020. Um, and then what I did typically of me is procrastinate that. And so actually the songs we're about to cover were the most quickly recorded of these like <laughs> over the course of like two weeks. I did these. Nice. So uh, so bleak bleak, I don't think is is uh, that complicated. That was um, that was uh, in the, the spring of 2019 as I was kind of reimagining dating again because I couldn't even really picture what that was going to look like. Um, mm-hmm. You know, after everything that happened, I was like, how do you date someone after a divorce? I don't understand that, especially at my age. How do you tell a 20, you know, a 22 year old that you're trying to date that? Oh, I've been married before. Yeah. So it was kind of like a picturing what I would hope like a romance would look like after that. Um, so that's kind of what's going on in that song. I don't think it's more complicated than that. The first half is divorce stuff and it's kind of a compare and contrast to what I would hope for, mm-hmm. um, you know. So I, yeah, I don't think there's a lot going on there aside from that. Um, that being said, um, a lot of people have seemed to like this song more than I anticipated, which <laughs> I, I'm not going to, I'm really glad at that, but um, yeah, yeah, I just kind of threw that one in there, but a lot of like, it's actually rising as one of the more listened to songs. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Up All Night, that was written after a really shitty, uh, like a, like just kind of, th- this is back to the hedonism thing, just kind of witnessing college hedonism. That was, that was the gist. I, I'm at a private college and uh, witnessing uh, wealthy kids live out just their kind of hedonistic uh, dreams was really unsettling to me. Um, and I couldn't really decide what I, what I wanted because I, I felt like people were really narcissistic like everywhere i think like uh, that kind of i learned that throughout the divorce and evangelicalism but then i was learning that on the flip side with like you know partying culture and stuff that people were uh very narcissistic and there's a reference back to the first song in this and this was actually going to originally be the last song on the ep when i was going to do it as an ep um and so it's referring back to the uh you know we were talking all night kind of line from the yeah. beginning, but now very much aware that these uh, these conversations that I stay up having with these people just aren't really that important, and we're all just kind of masquerading importance all the time. Um, everyone but me. Everyone. How but dare me. you call me out that way? <laughs> yeah. uh, and the song specifically. Um, oh, there's a fun line, and I do want to reference. I had a friend who did a shrooms had a shrooms trip when I was in the room. And he's a closer friend of mine. And as he was watching, he was at like a group of, we had like a bunch of people over our apartment all getting drunk and being obnoxious. And he was tripping on shrooms and he uh, just started to imagine everybody in the room as the United Nations. Um, (laughs) All of them just like trying to screw each other over to like make trade deals and stuff. And that image of like people as nations, like looking out for their own interests and stuff was like really haunting to me after that, where, you know, I don't know. So that, that was where the sovereign nations making deals all night kind of line comes from. Um, Anyway, and this yeah. guy was on our podcast, so see if you can guess which guest it was. <laughs> <laughs> That's our Spoiler challenge. Alert, to our they've listeners. all done true. Who was this? <laughs> all right. Um, here, all dysfunctional. Uh, 
I, I don't know uh, where did that that was um, that 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 was that was about um, I guess just being really cynical about the way people uh, made 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 love and romance seem more important than it was when people were just kind of using each other. That, that's really the gist of the song. But I was using really intentionally poetic language to be like, oh, we're making this all seem romantic, but at the end of the day, we're just kind of using each other, and that sucks. Um, this is a lot Josiah of pessimism about college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it is. Uh, <laughs> um... Okay, so then Potemkin Villages was just written in summer of 2019, um, and it was just kind of, um, uh, I guess, back to the theme of like uh, trying to trying trying to see importance where something isn't. Uh, I don't know, and uh, the idea of that was just like um, uh, it, it was me trying to play with the idea of wanting to resurrect a faith that I didn't have anymore because I was feeling deeper yeah. and deeper that want to be a Christian again, but I didn't know what I was doing with it. So, I mean, that's the, the long and short of that, uh, on a recording level, the re the, that was the last song I actually recorded on this album. Um, intentionally, cause what I wanted to do was set up my Yeti mic and turn it off like the cardioid mode and turn it into the 3d mode and put it in a garage or something where you could hear like crickets and background noise. And I wanted it just to be like a finger picked, like acoustic thing. Yeah. Um, so I, I really liked how that came out. I like that almost as much as I liked the iPhone notification sound and get through anything. <laughs> God damn it. There's so many little things like that I've noticed. It's really, this is what happens when you rush an album through. Like when you're recording Listen in a basement. Uh, it's, it's DIY, baby. It is very DIY. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do really like the sort of open noise on that. I, okay. I think it's got a very different... If I can use uh, a musical word, soundscape, than the rest Whoa, of Whoa, all right. Whoa, oh shit. Or soundstage, I guess, would be the more accurate term. <laughs> but uh, really, really kicks on these open back headphones I have. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I, really, I like the song, actually. Thank you. <laughs> so let's talk uh, about I've Never Been to Oregon. Yeah, which is not, that, that line is, is a line, uh, is a lie as of, uh, but when I wrote it, it wasn't a lie. So Okay, um, so only now are you a liar. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. So one of my favorite bands is is this is uh, seems like it's unrelated, but it's related. Uh, one of my favorite bands is Me Without You. Um, mm -hmm. And Aaron Weiss talked about at the end of Pale Horse, he does this like really uh, apocalyptic song, and then at the end it it cuts down to talking about just this interaction he had with his dad that only his dad would understand because um, his dad had passed away and the album was kind of dealing with death and stuff. Um, and he, he had framed it as like, you know, I don't have much certainty about anything, but the one thing I know for certain is my relationship with my dad. Um, and so originally I've never been to Oregon was going to be the end, but then I wrote anniversary, which I then felt was a, probably just like a good clincher, like repeats everything that happened in the album. So, mm -hmm. but yeah. I, I wanted to end on that note of like, well, one thing I know for certain. And so in 2019, um, fall of 2019, my brother moved to Oregon for college. And as he was like moving, um, I just got hit with a lot of like thinking back on memories, um, memories that like him and I had had and us having similar journeys with losing the faith and then kind of still holding on to some resemblance of this like Christian upbringing still. Um, and so the, the album is pretty much every line is a reference to something that my brother will get. <laughs> like, 
Uh, so like the, I don't think there's anyone I know who would be able to know what every line in this means. Only him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like there, some of them are straightforward, like obviously flying out to a school out West is just him. Right. Um, but there's a lot of very specific moments it's like referring to and memories I have and, uh, stuff. It is a song that I think I, I still can tear up when I'm playing it, but I don't think most people will know why. <laughs> and, that's, <laughs> and that's kind of odd. No, that's beautiful. No, yeah. that's, I, I love that. <laughs> yeah. One, I, I, uh, one thing, I, go ahead. Or, <clears throat> I was going to say, one thing yeah. I like about, you know, how, how you end the song and the worst thing they ever did was make us forget what we were like when we were kids. Because this, this, I think, positions, you know, we were kids in a mm. very different light than it comes off in the on the cover yeah of yeah the album yeah um, you know here it's it's nostalgic it's looking back um and there's mm. you know there there's an aspect of <clears throat> i don't know of, of of history to it whereas when you just read we were kids i think that that, that pulls mm. up more of an image of you know we were just kids and these things happened to us yeah. Right. Or, or yeah. like lost, lost innocence. Um, what I like a lot is that leading up to it, you, you really resonate with the, we were kids, right? Because yeah. you have such a you know, the, a really difficult journey that you're, that you're spelling out here, something that, that is very deep and personal. And, you know, you were, you were a kid, right? We were kids. We were yeah. young <laughs> and not, not prepared to deal with, what life threw at you yeah. and that that carries through and it, it connects to what you have on the the cover art until you get to i've never been mm-hmm. to oregon and you get to that last line and the worst thing they ever did was make us forget what we were like when we were kids and yeah. i think that for me at least it it reframes it reframes the title of the album and it reframes how that resonates through the rest of the songs it, in a much more uplifting light. Yeah. I, I would say this, this whole thing, I was struggling to end on a positive note, Um, (laughs) but I feel like I, I feel like I've never been Oregon does. And okay. The thing about anniversary, that's also odd is for me, I feel like I'm intentionally having kind of a dark sense of humor about everything that occurred before it in it. I'm Mm -hmm. kind of intentionally being like, jokey and chirpy about it and in my mind anniversary is a semi-positive note to end on but others have not interpreted it that way (laughs) which is kind of funny well can i say one thing on i've never been to oregon which is that it's also one of my favorite songs on the album and i just wanted your brother if he's listening to know that i intend to hunt him down tie him up and make him explain every line to me because i want to be the second person that understands every word on this yeah. And I would uh, like to a... say I was just gonna hunt him down and tie him up. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's uh, it's good. It's Caleb awesome. Up just coming very... for you. Yeah, <laughs> we're name checking. I love it. Uh, yeah, it's it's a great mix up from you know. There's some some more direct like story songs, and there's some like sort of baroque using religious language to get at emotion songs, and then all of a sudden it's just like snapshots of a relationship in a way yeah. that's just uh, I think. A really powerful uh, something that may in fact speak to the multiple years that went into these songs and the changes you <laughs> yeah. went through along yeah. the way. I think it's really beautiful. Um, but tell so, us more about how you think the line "and I'm scared that com- communion is just bread" is hopeful. <laughs> 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 uh, 
No, I, that was mostly just a joke. I just want you to talk about like wh- how you find the hopefulness and the humor in, in Anniversary. I mean, it's, it's the last I, I think, I don't know. I think it's just the tone that I wrote the whole thing in felt mm-hmm. very like I was just laughing at the whole situation. Um, that was kind of like what I was trying to do with it. Um, at the time, I briefly did stand-up comedy. I was writing this while I was doing stand-up. So that's mm-hmm. the line, too. I've been telling jokes to an inattentive crowd. And I was just laughing at the idea of me trying to get meaning out of, like, this bored, drunk audience. And <laughs> I guess I, I found humor in, like, in the darkness that it occurred. Um, yeah. There's a, there's a fun photography reference in there, too, uh, from our photography episode. Because of, you know, Kip's influence. Uh, Diane Arbris mm-hmm. took like pictures of people on the outskirts of society. And this was a, this is a kind of a look to my eventual political views. Cause I did not write, as you can see, pretty much any political songs on this album. Um, mm-hmm. If I put out another album, there will be a lot of political songs on it, but the closest <laughs> thing to a look toward that is, um, you know, uh, keep coming back to what I think I've always believed. We'll find God in the street at rock bottom, getting kicked in the teeth, looking back at us in Arbus photography. Um, that's like a very explicitly liberation theology, uh, yeah. like approach that I was trying to do is, yeah, we'll see God looking at us in the people that society deemed as outcasts and we'll see God in the hurt and the out and the broken. Um, and that's the closest thing. And that's kind of a, re- like a bringing back of this, like faith to some degree that I started to identify God with the poor and that started to make God make sense to me. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So then there's that. I mean, making like the the divorce line, I think, is intentionally kind of jokey. I don't know if it's yeah. maybe a joke. Cold ass paperwork. It's, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's just, you know, uh, well, and I live in a no fault divorce state. So just yeah, like yeah. I was I was laughing as I wrote the song, like right around the time that I did the divorce and I like actually did the paperwork for it. And it was just the paperwork was hilarious because we're both ch- children, you know, and so like the assets, oh. none. You know, what's in our bank account? <laughs> 50 bucks. Like what? You know, and like. Assets. Well, there was this <laughs> bottle of gin at one point. <laughs> <laughs> when I, when I it, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, although, you know, I, I wasn't, I was definitely, there wasn't much of a, I was still kind of in my atheism. I think at this, at the end of this album that I was not, that I'm not really in anymore. So that's why I do end the line. Like, I don't think I believe in anything. Um, except for some dumb blind hope commitment to an upswing. Um, and that's a reference to a close friend of mine um, who I was, I was spending a lot of time with around the divorce. Uh, and she, I always was having just the most terrible shit happen to me right before we would hang out um, and we'd get coffee and it would be literally like I come in soaking wet because like my car tire blew out in a, in a storm, like just the worst shit would happen. <laughs> and then I would tell her, but I think I'm on the upswing. And so that turned into like a joke between us. And so that's, oh. that was like why I, why I did yeah. that was, I was just like, yeah, this is, it's like, despite every shitty thing that keeps happening, I, I think I'm on the upswing. Um, I love and that. so that was kind of what I tried to end it on, I suppose. Yeah, there's like there it. there is a sense of freedom just in the playfulness of the lyrics that like yeah hey like if nothing else I'm I'm maybe walking walk on the other side of this thing yeah like, yeah and yeah. Uh, I think that's that definitely comes through. It's also funny uh, you got married really young. I became a pastor at 19, so like we both <laughs> oh, walked some shit. real stupid paths. <laughs> that's a whole thing. You waited till I mean, now I was, to bring that I was up? an associate pastor. You know, there was a head guy, but no, I moved. We don't have time to get into this. I'll, we'll do that another time. It was, it was a special. Fights, there's a little bit of hope.
our blood, it's all that we know Plans are caving in on Christmas Eve I'm glad you stuck around and talked to me I know you know that I won't leave you alone We are so bad at our love use Turn the chapter real quick and ignore the cues I think we've mastered the Irish goodbye We would have been friends in real life Hey, uh, I'm Josiah, a guest of the show at Very Legal, Very Cool. Um, and, and I'm here to tell you that you should give money to Very Legal, Very Cool. And especially at the $10 tier, because to be honest, it doesn't seem like they do much if you give money to the 5 or $3 tier. <laughs> you should give it to the $10 tier. And if you do that, Jared will send you a personalized message um, and attached to it his favorite song from We Were Kids by Josiah Sutton. That's right. Um, alongside a, a detailed, uh, uh, affectionate letter to you um, that he will have thought out and, and handwritten and mailed. That's what he's going to do. Please um, uh, do specify your comfort level with erotica when you That's play. absolutely That's going to be really important for what Jared says. <laughs> That's right. So subscribe to Very Legal Very Cool's <laughs> Patreon. You can find it at the pinned tweet on the Twitter. Walk me through what the ending segments are again. I just want to. <laughs> All right. So next up, we got Twitter news. Is our uh, podcast review? So we got a new one. Nice. Exciting okay. stuff. Good. Good. We are we are up to eighteen reviews. We got another five star review from Baked Boomer sixty nine. Nice. Shit. Um, <clears throat> subject is hmm. Five stars, <laughs> and the body says it. It is very confusing. A lot of things they talk about are actually very legal and probably not "quote unquote" cool in the eyes of most people. <laughs> Am I missing something? The music is very good, though. <laughs> well, then they're gonna love this episode because we're gonna they end are. it by playing uh, Josiah's album in full. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. right. <laughs> that uh, that. That was a funny review. Um, I like that. We that did not good. get any emails. Thank you, Baked have... Boomer sixty nine. Yes, you. thank you, Baked Boomer sixty nine. We did not get any emails, so nothing new in there. But we do have um, a few people to go through on the Patreon. Um, so we need to bring this down to like one episode or something. This is getting to be a bit much. But yeah, yeah. we've got Claire, Kyle, Rose joined at the five dollars tier, so <laughs> oh she doesn't God. get it. Oh, but okay. Emily Rose. Uh, is it the ten dollar tier? So oh okay. shit. Uh, let me let me do, do do. Let's start with Emily Rose. There we go. These are the ads. I think we need to pull pull back from a month of this stuff, and maybe do like an episode. We'll make fun of you. May, that might have to be happening. Yeah, we actually are getting people. <laughs> All right. So, who are we starting with? Uh, Emily Rose. With, yeah. Uh, pun Smith, that's bad. Don't don't do puns. Uh, I want certainty or nothing. Well, you're getting nothing then. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of choice is that? 
I will say the her her pin tweet. I have therapy in half an hour, and instead of getting dressed and doing my makeup, I'm listening to Christian Metalcore and knitting. I, I've known her for like five years, and that is the most on brand tweet. <laughs> yeah, I know that the idea here is to make fun of that, but I just liked it instead. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good. It's a good tweet. <laughs> Her telling Adam Sandler that there are starving kids that could have eaten that golf ball is pretty good. <laughs> that is pretty funny. Mentioning Carmen passing away, a little spoiler alert for Twitter news. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Let's see. This is not very mockable. These are all just opinions I agree with. Yeah. Um, Emily Rose is a business analyst. That's something to when did, be ashamed wait, of. That's not good. Analyzing business. What does that oh. even mean? And an independent contractor? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, she other... did use the phrase, check your privilege, which that's, that's I, is embarrassing. Uh, I, nobody else has access to it, but her, her alt that's linked in, in her uh, description. I, I kind of like that. It's like a, 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 it makes me think of like a, a wee character is like shushing me. I, I like that. <laughs> For a long time, that was her picture was that same, uh, like animated uh, avatar. Uh, what about, what about Kyle? Do we want to, do we want to give some, some yeah, to Kyle? let's do it. Coastal elite bad like last time. You were really mean to him last time. He posted a, a Simpsons meme. Or retweeted. It says me. It's him, Homer Sim Simpson, and then uh, the old dude, Homer Simpson's kissing him, and the old dude is marked Martin Scorsese. So uh, she clearly uh, he likes Martin Scorsese, which I'm sure has something. That says. Something. I'm just gonna say there's too many retweets on this feed, man. Give me that original content. I'm sorry. Right. He said uh, for Lent, I'm giving up, which <laughs> it's like, oh man, I've never heard that joke before. You know, at I'm least saying? when we oh, did, yeah. we added mm -hmm. an LOL at the end. That's right. That was uh, that signifying like we know it's attacking. Right. Joke. Yeah. We're I mean, you you did make that say, joke before I I, I left for Lent. <laughs> but, right. Right. Have you guys mocked the French press yet? What? What French no. press? Is there a French press? He says, finally got a French press, which is both an amazingly Ooh. like boomer style Facebook update. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I purchased a consumer object and also not one of the better ways to make coffee. Come on, dog. It's a French you got press. AeroPress, you got Chemex. We can do better. We can do better. Well, it's like you want coffee, but you also want to chew. It's, it's like yeah. you want coffee, but you also want to not do anything to make your coffee good. <laughs> I will say this re this retweet is really funny. Rush Limbo, sorry, I'm not really interested in Greek life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine, you got me with that one. Got me that, one. <laughs> that one was pretty good. Uh, retweeted something that says, "Shame he's dead." Imagine if we had him on the Joe Rogan podcast, and it's. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. I love King of the Hill as much as the next guy, but having both your profile and your cover photo be King of the Hill. That's a bit a much. Little much. That's too Get, much King of the Hill. Yeah. And yeah. both of them are Bobby. Yeah, it's oh. like you're not the king of the said hill. So like maybe cool it a little bit. I think I think it's offensive that he has more followers. You know it's bullshit? 
Claire what? Claire is protecting her tweets right now. Are you, which okay. did, are well, you not able to see her then? Well, I can't because oh, yeah, I'm not you're on logged Twitter. into Twitter. So, yeah, I'm not logged on. I'm looking at it oh. for the show, but I'm not logged on to it right now. So I well, feel like if tweets are protected, we probably shouldn't... Uh, dox the tweets? Yeah, but, I, you know, we can just make up stuff. Claire, <laughs> there's a lot of Jordan Peterson on this feed. I'm not, I'm not feeling I'm not a it. fan of that. Like, too I'm much. Not. When did you start just doing says his white like, is meat right. only? <laughs> <laughs> Claire is the most anti-Semitic person I've ever met. <laughs> yeah, it's just she's got she posted an image and it's her and Josiah and it looks like they're wearing ghost costumes. <laughs> oh my god! And they're both at the Capitol riots. <laughs> what do you know? Jeez, this is this is great, Claire. I'm I'm sorry. The flaming cross out. seems to be in bad taste. <laughs> I, I was oh totally, God. I was totally gonna say, I was like, well, they're not, they're obviously not pro-Christian because they're burning a cross. <laughs> uh, she likes cool stuff, which uh, I'll say, if you have to say that, it's probably not cool stuff. Then, <laughs> excuse me. Web dev and Lane. artist and designer, pick a lane, Claire. Pick a yeah. lane. <laughs> Think you're some sort of unicorn? Uh, you are going like, on this podcast before me. She liked a picture that it's um, it's just uh, E.T. dead in a stream. And then it's quoted by AOC and it just says, the motherfucker is dead. <laughs> and that's uh, I have questions. Right. Let's get Claire back on the podcast. That's all I have to say. We're all in. Claire Claire was a great guest. Claire was a good yeah, she was a good guest. May she rest in she's, peace. How would you a, know? How would you know good. guest Josiah? You were Oh yeah, I've never yeah, guest Josiah. She's got a good website. It's very pink. <laughs> I like um, this is what the the rest of the Internet looks like when you get rid of Twitter. I, since I got <laughs> rid of Twitter for Lent, this is what I'm dealing with. Mostly it's a lot of this. Nice. <laughs> Just discovering the Internet anew. <laughs> <laughs> you realize as you leave Twitter, everything is like it all looks like it's like 2000s. Like. <laughs> no, it's like a lot of gifs of what looks like a skull spider. <laughs> Heart All right. Beating. Well, I think I think uh, we're ready for our next segment in yeah. Twitter obituaries. That's right, baby. Is this a new, new thing? You're oh just, yeah. You just you just put way too much reverb on. The... <laughs> Not only did he do it, he was really excited before we started. He was like, "Check it out! Check it out! Check it out!" <laughs> Let's apply an absurd <laughs> amount of reverb. <laughs> the priest is called Cathedral. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right, Twitter good. obituaries. <laughs> 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 
church. Yeah, I mean, uh, we got the uh, we got the rare uh, Halo double kill of uh, right wing asshats today. Yeah, really nice. Yes. Amazing. Uh, let's let's hope we can get up to the kill streak and maybe call in a tactical nuke. Yeah, switching up the video games yeah, there. there we go. Um, right. well, yeah, they say that they always go in threes. So I'm down. Oh next. man, I think who that that's we, just a UAV. <laughs> So, like, Rush Limbaugh and Carmen in a single fell swoop. I don't think many people listening to this will... Well, no, I, I think a certain segment of people listening to this know who Carmen is. Very I'll well. level. I only know who Carmen Everyone is because of Good Christian Carmen Fun. I yes, was yeah. never exposed to Carmen as a child. I Thank God. I didn't really? have a lot of Carmen growing up, but yeah. <laughs> Carmen... We we just had an orphaned uh, Carmen album. I think it was The Standard, where he's like standing very tall with the christian flag and uh, i i do remember even as a very young person being like this music is bad (laughs) (laughs) have you guys heard his rap what yeah he's he's got some rap tracks man he is dropping bars that's fucking amazing It, it it sort of manages to uh like achieve this sort of like spoken word thing going on but it's all about how like we as christians need to take over this country it, it's That's a lot true, there's a lot it's there. not good i i really i really wish he'd passed away like five years ago because then in our memory it'd just be like oh he's the weird guy that wrote the satan bites the dust like song or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that and he would be the, a novelty like, artist yeah instead of the, a prophet yeah not the insane trump guy that he became Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, I think he always yeah. was like he was yeah. always reactionary. His his like one of his big claims to fame was claiming that like kids not being able to pray in school, which was never true to begin with, was worse than the Jim Crow South. <laughs> oh like he has god. been on the Christian nationalism train for a long uh, time. Like it's yeah. cute cuz you look back and you're like, "Oh, what a what a silly goofy guy." But no, right. this dude this dude was on the Trump train when Trump was still just firing people. Like he was, he right. was ready for it. He was laying. He was the John the Baptist of Donald Trump. Trump was the apprentice. <laughs> there we go. We got there. Uh, and I feel like Rush Limbo kind of speaks for himself. There's not much to cover there. Oh, he speaks for many, many hours on himself. We actually talked about this yeah. on that other podcast that I don't know anything about today. But yeah, like growing up, hearing a lot of Rush Limbaugh. Oh, so both I'll... of you were on Mammonberg without me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's coming up, actually. <laughs> hit, hit, hit me up for that guest spot. No bigs, no bigs. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're um, on the list of, of guests. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Am I on the list of guests? Uh, so. Yes, I think so. Oh, really? Yeah, but you have Please. to become a Christian leftist first. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Sorry. I'm neither of those. Damn it. <laughs> it's, a, it's actually a pretty easy conversion process because they're basically the same thing. They're that's right. Like... <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> it's a two for one, baby. Jared, is there any way I can get you interested in a salvation today? What, what do I need to do? I'm just not interested, you know? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Would you like I, me to take your name off the call list? Or, you know, uh, if I added some uh, Calvinism undercoating? I don't know if I made these jokes before. I'm just going through this. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll, I'll have you know, I, I just got back from a car negotiation, so this is very timely. Um, oh, Mr. No, Fancy I don't Man want the extended warranty shopping. on my soul. Oh, Mr. Fancy Man over here. You don't oh, buy from Craigslist like I do. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, no, I uh, it in Pekin, if that counts. <laughs> I didn't say this on mic, so I'll say it again, though. But, like, Rush Limbaugh had a segment during the AIDS epidemic where he would play, like, funny music, joke music over him making jokes about uh, the people who had died of AIDS that day. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. So uh, I, 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 in post, will we'll add um, that music. I'll try to look up that music, and I'll play it right now, and I'll say, ha ha, uh, you're dead, Rush Limbaugh. You're fucking dead. <laughs> Thank <laughs> goodness. <laughs> One good thing happens in this fucked up year. <laughs> Thank <is> you. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, Rush uh, is somebody that spent a lot of time hearing Rush Limbaugh in my uh, upbringing. Too, yeah. That man was like one of the earliest moments in my life where I realized like, oh, I'm living my entire life in the conservative matrix was just like hearing him talk about, uh, I don't know, anything and just being like, wait, is this guy like a huge fucking asshole? Like, has this yes, guy always yeah. been a huge fucking asshole? Has my entire life been listening to this dude? Is like, haha, it's the funny man with the laugh. But actually, this <laughs> whole time, he was a massive asshole. And it, like, you just yeah. don't realize it when it's just around you all the time in the same way. And I'm not yeah. saying that to justify it, but like, it was just the thing that my mom had on in the car. And right. it yeah. really was this sort of moment where, like, you know, the, the, the shift pan and your eyes sort of get wide and you realize, like, oh, fuck, like, this yeah. my whole upbringing is a whole other thing than what I thought it was. Yeah, I, yeah. I remember that for me, for my generation, like I remember that with Michael Savage was like the one that mm-hmm. I had my moment like that where um, it was like on in the radio and it was the day the Boston bombing happened, actually. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, oh, I bet everyone in Boston, I bet everyone in Boston wishes they had a gun now since the bomber's on the loose. And I was Jeez. just like... Oh, <laughs> yeah. Do you guys remember the this year after? When, you guys remember the year after when the when the Boston Marathon sent out an email that just said, "I survived the Boston Marathon." Oh, oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> and like immediately issued an apology. Oh my god! Oh, the only way back from that is Sepulco. I'm sorry. Come yeah, on, man. yeah. That's uh, a <laughs> some shit. intern got fired. <laughs> holy shit uh yeah so so on twitter obituaries twitter obituaries uh guys i am nearing my heart out all right all right all right we gotta we we're gotta almost move. there we we're move. almost there <laughs> we're, we're so close did you, did you have a tw- did you have a tweet <laughs> before you leave <laughs> um have you plugged yet oh okay. okay we're so close oh, we're man. so close we're fading in and out. The Texas stuff sucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that's that's Texas... all. Libs, stop stop yelling at poor people for living in red states they don't control. Don't yeah, be fucking yeah. assholes. The, people, the, people are in danger was... right now. Or how about that just was the even last everybody thing. there who is suffering, right? Like, yeah. this is a yeah. natural disaster. I don't care about your politics. This just really sucks for everyone there. That was before I, I left for Lent. That was the last thing I got mad at on Twitter was yeah. that that stuff. Because, <laughs> yeah, that is, yeah, that was bad. That was bad. It is, it is full on genocidal how libs like to treat poor people, and especially if they think that, like, oh, they may have voted for Trump. And, like, listen, yeah. don't vote for Trump. Trump sucks. Duh. But the idea that, like, as somebody that lives in California, all of these things that they're mocking, like, oh, you voted for red people, now your infrastructure sucks. Like, bro, our state lights on fire like 15 times a week, and it's all because <laughs> PG&E started the fires. Like, what are you talking about? This is not 
This is a failure of neoliberalism, not conservatism versus liberalism. Like, remember, yeah. nuance is not allowed in any way, shape, yeah. or form. I'm losing my mind. Uh, and yeah, it, as as people struggle to, you know, stay alive in homes without power, get off that pithy tweet, dog. Well done, yeah. Blue Check. Yeah, yeah, man, this this weather has been crazy, man. It's been I, insane. Yeah. yeah, not not to. Yeah, we 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 need to wrap this up. But, but yeah, plugs, Jesus plugs. Christ. Plugs, yeah. Uh, Co-host Michael, get started. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so wait, uh, am I plugging other things or myself or what am I doing? Both. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> okay. Uh, given that uh, I am going to plug two things. One, I uh, have occasionally guested on another podcast known as Shitty Christians. Uh, not interested. Yeah, no, it's 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 not it's not great, but you can check it's it out. We good. talk a lot about evangelical assholes, do deep dives on those figures. Uh, we just. Uh, went through the new Ravi Zacharias stuff. And sometimes we talk about like fun Christian movies and things, but it's, nice. you know, uh, dealing with evangelical culture from a leftist perspective and cracking some jokes along the way. Uh, yeah. And the other thing it. I'm going to uh, plug is my long suffering partner who was kind enough to make me the dinner that I'm about to go eat. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll pl- I mean, obviously you can find me on Twitter, although I'm not on Twitter right now at Josiah W. Sutton. Uh, I'm also, I'll, I guess I'll plug Mammonberg, which is the other podcast that I'm on. Plugging your other podcast on your podcast? Yeah. Are you kidding okay. me? Okay, okay, all right. I'll, I'll also, I'll also plug. Can't Get You Out of My Head by Adam Curtis. That documentary series, very, very good. Instead of doing homework this week, I binged bootlegs of it that I could find on YouTube, and I highly recommend. So, yes. Uh, Jared. I got a truck, and I think that's cool, and I'd like to plug that. That is cool. (laughs) Trucks are cool. Uh, Yeah. Can't Get You Out of My Head's really on brand for the podcast, actually. Wait, what, what is a it? Lot give, of us, stuff. give us the pitch oh, okay. on what that is. Well, it, it's supposedly, he calls it, it's an emotional history of modernity. Um, but it is like describing how like behavioral psychology and stuff and, and technology has kind of uh, affected our ability to conceive of politics and stuff. And also how, how conspiracy theories developed over the last 50 years. And so it's, it's very uh, VLVC, I think. Uh, Super into so that. I, I will definitely bully Jared into watching it at some point. It's also really yeah. long, though. So whatever you do, bully Jared. <laughs> That's right. You know, like what? Sweet, we did it. We did it, gang. We did it. Good you job, everybody. Because I'm a guest. Honestly, so I think you were out. a better host than Josiah. Do you want to come out next week? <sighs> Fucking shit. <laughs> Josiah, Jared. I mean, I think that I think Josiah, you've worked so hard. You should take the next couple months off. You know what? Fine. And rest and relax, <laughs> and maybe play with your new friends. My new friends. <laughs> this was all part of Jared's plan. Okay, I, I'm gonna go, but we need to have you guys on Shitty Christians at some point. It's not yes. that I've been here I'm, twice now. That'd be a blast. That'd, be, that'd be a blast. Uh, so I'll be in touch about that. But uh, we would love to have you on and figure out something yeah. fun to do on that. Uh, but yeah, now I'm going to go. Thank you guys so much. Do you need anything from me as far as recording, or do you guys? No, have you're this good. All out? Yeah, you were cool. recording right. it, right? <laughs> God damn it! My heart actually skipped a beat. Okay. <laughs> Bye. See ya. Bye. Uh, you should give us an introduction, Jared. Oh shit. <laughs>
Uh, this has been Very Legal, Very Cool, a podcast by Josiah, for Josiah, about Josiah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Anyone here? Am I alone? Is this my chance to, to control the podcast? Hello, listeners. Welcome. It is I, Josiah. Share some things I've never really shared before. Um, my hair is not actually my hair. I've uh, been wearing a wig for a long time. Uh, it came from an accident that actually came from that same peppermint schnapps incident that we were discussing earlier. You see, it's not just that we drank it. We were trying to do like a cool like fireball shot because we'd seen it in an American Pie movie, which was really what we thought was the coolest thing that had ever existed at the time. And unfortunately, I managed to sear the flesh on my scalp in such a way that I've only ever really been able to achieve some mild stubble, and ever since then I've been wearing a wig because I'm, I'm deeply upset about it. But now you guys all know that um, the beautiful hair that you see in my pictures is not really mine. Thank you. This has been Josiah Thoughts. cried in a year, but I think I've gotten close. Tried to force it out with therapists and alcohol. So I've, I've been breaking these strings and telling jokes. Doing minutes and if crowds to feel less alone. Went to church for the first time in a But I don't feel forgiven Keep coming back to what I think I always believed We'll find God in the street At rock bottom getting kicked in the teeth Looking back at us in all this photography I don't think I'll let you down more than I've let myself down Happy anniversary And I don't think I'll let you down more than I've let myself down Happy anniversary Got a long way to go and a lot more to read Every mentor that saw potential is looking at me Love is some cold-ass paperwork When you split up to tell the snowfall Stay what you're worth And I'm scared that communion's just bread this red wine won't make me feel alive again And I don't think that I believe in anything Except for some dumb blind hope commitment to an upswing 
I don't think I'll let you down more than I've let myself down. Happy anniversary.